Hello, all. Welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight with your host, Sailor Cooper. This is Tyler Evans. Well, we are on episode... Eight. Hope you've enjoyed all the episodes we released recently. And guess what episode 8 is going to be about? Why don't you tell everybody? It's going to be about me and Sailor. That's right. We're going to talk about ourselves. Share our stories on how we've overcome challenges in life and share just our unique life stories so let's get started Tyler since you're technically a guest of mine I want to go ahead and start with you first what do you want to talk about on this episode well basically uh, you know I was as they say, a preemie, a premature baby. I was born three months premature. And my brother was also born three months premature. We we're both twins, actually. And we weren't supposed to make it as babies. We were supposed to not survive, basically. But we did because it was a miracle that we did. And we were both born blind, he and I were, but his eyes reversed to where he went from blind to sighted, and so he's not blind anymore, whereas mine did not. I actually had surgery in five, I basically had five eye surgeries in each eye. So I had a total of 10 surgeries and it basically gave me the ability to see light and dark. And And what coincidence is that actually you and I, we saw the same doctor, same surgeon, Dr. Tracy. How about that? You see what I mean? We, our stories are very similar and uh, you're going to see that as we share our stories. So, uh, I'll let, you continue, and then we'll get to mine. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that thought up real quick. Okay. So, basically, I had a normal childhood growing up. Um, I had a wonderful mom. She fought for me so that I could be in regular classes rather than resource ones. It was amazing because before all this... They didn't know how to teach me, so they assumed I needed resource classes. 
And my mom was like, no, we're not going to do that. To where he only has to be in resource classes. He needs to be in regular classes like everyone else. And so we went to Austin, actually twice, to rally legislatures so that I could be in the same classes like everyone else instead of resource ones. And we actually traveled to Austin on a charter bus twice. And it was a lot of fun. And of course, my mom, she cleaned houses for me. and Well, not for me, but she cleaned houses for a living to provide for us, basically. And uh, for a while, you know, she enjoyed it to a point. But after a while, it was stressful physically on her. And so she decided later in life to pursue education. And for a time, she enjoyed it. But after a while, she felt like that wasn't for her. Yeah, I hear you. Because, as you know, it wasn't for me, which I'll get into that later. So, so when you say, did both of y'all travel on the charter bus or just your mom? Me and my mom did. Oh, wow. My mom and I, <laughs> rather. My mom and I did. And we actually... Uh, when we were traveling on the charter bus, someone had the movie Forrest Gump, which is really good, which I really like, and we we were able to watch it, and uh, we watched it for the first time. It kind of reminded me of Mom a little bit because his mom basically tried to tell him, "Hey, you can make it in life too, despite what you went through, like your awkwardness." that you had, people making fun of you, things like that. Um, And it's crazy, like, in that movie, he was in the Vietnam War, you know, which is really cool. And, um, yeah, he basically just lived a normal life, like me. He just had a different disability. What characters in the movie Forrest Gump, exactly, who was in there? You mean the actor? Yes. Tom Hanks. And what role does he play? Like, what disability does he have? Uh, I believe it is dyslexia. Oh, wow. And I think it might be uh, autism, too. Yeah, we're a perfect movie to watch on the way to a, a, you know, a, a legislative session to advocate. And, yeah. and y'all won, right? Yes, we did. Texas passed that law, and people with disabilities, of all disabilities, can be in regular classes if they want to be. Yeah, because I'll get, of course, I'm going to get to my story as well. I mean, I'll say this now. I believe the school systems, they can underestimate a whole lot when they really shouldn't, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, later on in life, uh, I graduated high school. Um, before all that, I did attend Special Olympics, which was a lot of fun. And I did a 50-meter dash. What Special Olympics? Um, special Olympics was basically... Well, like, what, what, what program? No, I know what, what Special Olympics is, but what program did you attend? I was in the 50-meter uh, dash, is what I was. But what, was it Sports Extravaganza? Like, what, who, who hosted it? Who hosted it? The Special Olympics. Where was it, too? 
The Special Olympics was at the high school. Yeah, because um, uh, I attended a Special Olympics hosted in Dallas that a lot of high schools go to every year. It's called Sports Extravaganza, and I, I really enjoyed it. I did 50-meter dash. It was great. It was wonderful. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was uh, what it was with ours, too. Uh, sports extravaganza. Yeah. Was it in Dallas? No. It was in my hometown. Oh, so it, it was probably put on a different program. Yeah. So yeah, you probably. you So you attended that during high school. I know you told me you, you attended a lot of summer camps growing up, too, and you enjoyed those as well, right? Well, it wasn't in high school that I attended Special Olympics. I was younger. Oh, you were younger? Okay. Yeah. You know, I attended a lot of camps, yeah. Um, one in particular was Lions Camp. It was a lot of fun. I don't know if you've ever attended it, but no, it was in Kerrville, Texas, and it was for a week. Yeah, it was for a week. Yeah. Oh, great. And uh, yeah, we had to go camping uh, on Wednesday night, uh, which was cool. But after a while, I didn't want to go anymore because I felt kind of paranoid of. Scorpions and stuff, because I think something stung me at the cabin, or... Uh-oh. I don't know. I was like 10. Uh-oh. But, and then of course I attended the Texas School for the Blind <coughs> in Austin during the summer months. During the summer, yeah. Yeah. And you love that. I attended one summer program there, too, and it was awesome. You only went one, uh, one summer? Yeah. See, I went every year, for the most part. Because I went to TSBVI during my high school years, which I'll get to later. And because they say if, if you go during the school year, you, you can't attend the summer. And that's why I did that. But of course, I'll get to in my story. So yeah, your, your youth years were great. Your high school years were good. and Oh yeah. And so you graduated high school and... Uh, yep. I was held back in kindergarten. My sister was too, but yeah. It's pretty because cool. they didn't know how to teach you, right? Yeah. 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 That's all right. All right. Well, uh, what else do you have to share? Like, share after high school, post-high school, your college years, and let's go into that? Uh, Basically, I attended a junior college. I went to Kilgore College. It's a little college where I live. And it was fun. I did pretty well. Um, Afterwards, I went to a program called Chris Cole Rehab Center for the Blind, and it's for blind adults, and it teaches them how to be a little more independent. And I went there for six months after Kilgore. I went, I graduated high school in 2010, and then I went from, I went to Kilgore College from 2010 to 2013, graduated in May of that year, and then I went to Chris Cole in June to December of 2013. And, and, then, and then I went to SFA starting in January of 2014. And in Kilgore College, you advocated for a lot of stuff there. In fact, yeah. you, you were mentioned on a website online um, that you were commended for graduating and you advocated for bill signage and all that in the, on the yeah. buildings. Yeah, I basically brought up that one of the buildings didn't have braille on it. And I was a little concerned about it. And so they they fixed it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> by the time I graduated. So, yep. 
and you went to Chris Cole, because I know, uh, <coughs> uh, I don't hope you don't mind if I'm pointing out, I mean, you had a VDU. Yeah, vocational. A vocational diagnostic unit. If you want, you can explain what that is and the results of that and what led you to go Chris Cole. Go ahead. Okay. Basically, that's just an evaluation to determine your employability. And they did one on me, and they felt that I needed some improvement on communication, things like that. And what terms of communication skills? Because it's pretty broad. Mm, well, uh, they did notice that I was a little talkative. <laughs> but you are. I am. I admit. Um, sometimes I would ask certain questions that were not exactly the best. Like whenever the phone rang, the, I asked who was that, for instance. Things like that. Um... You know, just some small little things that I needed to improve on. Yeah, I kind of found myself doing that too, and they, and they gave recommendations, right? Yes, they did. And if you don't mind, go into detail what was recommended. Um, basically, one of the recommendations was to see a speech language pathologist, perhaps. <laughs> uh, another was to go to Chris Cole. And you followed that one. Yes, I did. And Chris Cole, you worked on your communication skills and all uh, that. Independent living, things like that. And, uh, um, of course, you, you, you're afraid of cooking. You're still afraid of cooking today, but it is what it is. Well, I mean, I do use the microwave, which is nice. And if I knew if the oven was actually uh, labeled... At my apartment, I'd probably use it too, perhaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but as far as like cooking on the stove, um, I don't really do that. But, right. You know, <clears throat> and besides, you know, you don't actually have to cook to survive. No, you don't. No, really you don't. Um, the microwave technically is a form of cooking. Yes, it is. You can actually steam vegetables cooking. Right. Which is pretty cool. And, of course, uh, I definitely don't want to leave here mentioning my mom. Um, she went through a lot in her life. Um, of course, as I mentioned earlier, she cleaned houses for a living. And she just wanted us to have a good life, and she made sure of that. Because whenever she was growing up, she always had to move from Houston to a town called Marshall in Syrian, Texas, back to Houston and Marshall again. And she said whenever she had kids, she didn't want them to have to move at all. Instead, they would be growing up in the same school district. And her reality came true. Wow. We, we didn't have to move. And... Later in life, mom was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2016. And at first I was kind of shocked, but then I was like, you know, she's gonna beat it. And she did beat it the first time. But then 
it came back again as metastatic. Yeah. Meaning it spread to other parts of the body. And she beat it again. And then, of course, it came back again in her brain. And then she beat it again. It's crazy. It is. Over a four-year period. And then, of course, she had a long battle with pneumonia and ended up passing away in November of 2020. 2020, your favorite year, right? (laughs) (laughs) No. No, well... 2020 was horrible, yeah, but, um... Yeah, it was. Your mom fought to the very end. Yes, she did. And every year we do a special radio show about her, right? Yes, we do. And she fought... She fought for you. She did so much for you. She was a great mom. Yes, she was. And she fought not only for me, but all of us. Exactly. My brother and sister. And so... Fast forward after Chris Coley went to SFA, elaborate on that. I mean, I know it, the patch was kind of rough in the beginning, right? Oh, yeah. My first semester was not easy. In fact, I didn't do well at all except in one class. I, I made a C in one class, a D in one class, and two Fs in another. Yeah. And why do you think that is that you did not do very well? It was an adjustment period for me. I hear you. But my, after my first semester, after the spring of 2014, I had the summer to just relax, and I did. And I went back, and I started just doing well. Oh, yes. I Indeed. Was, I was back to my old self again, just doing well, making Woo! And I met you that second semester. That's right. You met me. Yeah. And you know what? We're not just best buds. We are brothers from other mothers. Yes, indeed. And we are on this journey together. Uh, woohoo! Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Exactly. And so, yes. do you have any questions for me or anything? Uh, uh, what I've said so far? So far, no. Okay. Uh, just, you don't have any regrets on living your life I mean no. whether is there anything you would change um I don't know I mean I think I could always improve on just communication in general on more independence more you know whatever yeah things like that um I mean I know I'll say we do have trouble cutting both of us right a little bit yeah all right, my turn. Well, I am Sailor Cooper. I'm the main host of a podcast. Let's share my story. Well, I have a very similar story as this gentleman to the left of me. Um, same here. I was born three months premature on June 3rd, 1993 in Conroe, Texas, just uh, 10 minutes away from where we are, which is awesome. I'm a hometown boy, which is great. Um, same here. <coughs> my retinas. <coughs> same here. My retinas detached. Um, I was diagnosed with retinopathy prematurely. And check this out. You're saying this too. The only difference, I had a sister. Yep. He was a twin. She was initially blind too, but her retinas detached. 
Um, she also has mild case of cerebral palsy where she can walk, but uh, she just gets too tired too quickly and her muscles tighten up too quick. And as I mentioned, we saw the same, the same eye doctor, Dr. Tracy. In Detroit, he fixed my eyes. I believe I have seven. I had seven eye surgeries, and because of that, I have a vision that I have today. I can see good out of my right eye. My right eye is my best eye. And my left, I just see light because I know Tyler. You only see light and dark, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I had uh, I had seven surgeries, and I was able to. Uh, um, because of that, I'm able to see today, and, um, my story's different in a way. I know you had loving, caring parents. I mean, my family was too. The only difference to that was my father, he was anything but that, and he still is. We yesterday, he was a huge narcissist. He actually wasn't happy of... My mom getting pregnant with us in the beginning with. Wow. It freaked him out. And when we were born, he wasn't happy. He didn't think that we would survive. And all this and all that. So um, he left to do his own thing, and which that's fine. You know, he it's a life that he chose, and it's fine. And uh, Tyler, I don't know if you knew a lot of therapy growing up. Well... When you were really little, since you were premature too? Um, I think I had some physical therapy. You a did? Little a little bit. Uh, when was that? I think I was like, I don't know, one, two, maybe three. Yes. Me and Sarah, me and my sister did too. Did your brother have it? I don't think so. I think it was just me. Well, we, she should have because, you know, he was born so early too. I thought that's that's standard, you know, for babies who are born, you know, so early. Uh, but yeah, me and my sister had a lot of that. And, uh, of course, as my father was out of the picture, um, my mom couldn't really, like, this was, in addition to the standard therapy we have, we, uh, my, my father actually found another program uh, that had, like, additional uh, physical therapy and it, it was basically a privately done it was like DIY do it yourself in your own home and so like my mom had to learn like how to do it with us and of course since my father was out of picture um, she couldn't afford to do it here right it was costing too much so she thought, you know, well, if she moved somewhere out of the country where the labor was cheaper to do it, and so she opted to move to Mexico, so she did that. We did that program there, and then, um, man, I don't remember a lot of it, but I did watch videos. Uh, my grandmother did save a lot of videos uh, that she was able to have converted over from VHS to uh, uh, digital, and I, I saw videos, and, you know, that program was pretty intense, and... So, we did that, and my mom just didn't, like, want to leave Mexico, really, because 
the place where we were was so beautiful, and the beach was so beautiful, the climate, you you name it. Oh yeah. And so we just stayed there. She 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 decided to um, start a business there, which was renting houses, and so she did that. And uh, me and my sister, we went to school down there, private school. Um, of course, we both became bilingual, both fluent English and Spanish, which was great. Uh, and we just thrived down there. It was great. And, you know, my mom also, very similar story. She advocated for me as well, make sure I had everything I needed. But when I was 14, I, uh, I wanted to, uh, of course, come back here, you know, to, you know, go through high school here because I wanted to get the experience and, and whatnot, so I did. I came back, I went to uh, Magnolia ISD for a little bit, and that was great. And then, ultimately, I wanted to go to uh, to TSB, like, for the school year, um, which... Uh, before I went for a school year, I went for one summer program, just like you did. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was in the radio broadcasting program, which I got a kick out of it. I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, and I learned so much about radio. It was great. And you're right, the, the summers there were just so awesome and great. And, you know, there were more people just like us there, you know, and so wouldn't you say when you say that? Mm-hmm, absolutely. And to elaborate, the TSB is Texas School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yes. So when I went after I went for the summer, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I I definitely still wanted to go during the fall. And you know, just to backtrack, even before I went in the summer, I I had a mindset that I wanted to go during the school year and. That my TVI at Magnolia ISD did warn me that she felt that the school year would not be the appropriate time because uh, the school year is, is more geared for um, students who cannot can can absolutely not be mainstreamed in a in a public school system, you know, due to additional like disabilities and whatnot and um but i thought like you know let's just try it for a year and so after after the summer i went during a school year and you know my first year going i i don't i I don't regret it at all because i did learn a lot of valuable skills that i didn't have before like now i can use a computer more efficiently because before i was using zoom text and then they switched me over to JAWS, and that helped me so much more because I can, you know, browse the internet and do so much more uh, as compared to before when I couldn't. So my first year was great. Um, just to sum up, I did get kind of concerned. Uh, I, I uh, same here with you. I, I didn't feel like I was, you know, challenged enough. Uh, you know, I felt like they were. You know, underestimating more than you know they than uh, than they really should have. They should have challenged me more, which they did because I advocated for it. You no, know, that's what advocacy 
know, comes in, right? Yep. So, um, but overall, like, my high school years were great. I mean, the, the only thing that, honestly, that I would change, I, you know, I don't have, you know, I don't have any really regrets. The only thing that maybe uh, I would, you know, redo again is maybe I not have been there during my, all my high school years. Maybe I should have just gone during my, you know, first year and then finish up at, at my regular high school. But, I mean, overall it was great. You know, I did participate in a lot of sporting events such as track. It was a lot of fun too. And, um, of course, I graduated um, uh, from my high school and um, TSB in 2012. I got my certificate of completion from the School for the Blind and my diploma from my high school. It was great. Then I went to Chris Cole, just like you. Yep. And uh, completed that in seven months. And then I went to a junior college. You and I followed a very similar path. Mm-hmm. Um, went there for a year, got the minimum amount of credits needed to transfer to university, and I went to SFA. And the same here. Um, it was a step up. Uh, I didn't do so well my first semester. My second semester, I did a little bit better, but not quite. And I was telling you personally off a podcast, I would have stuck out college a little, a little while longer. But I was going through some, you know, personal family stuff that I was dealing with. And my immediate family, it was just really bad and... Uh, I just didn't feel like I wanted to continue, you know, and that's okay. No. So, um, I just went and got a job, started working. I had several, I've had several jobs in customer service, even translation, interpretation, recruiting for staffing was great. And of course, I'm... I completed a broadcast apprenticeship at Houston's New Country 100.3 The Bull with Nick Russo. And a shout out to Nick Russo, my mentor. Thank you. Yes. So, and now I'm the owner of Real Variety Radio and we're the host of the Hope Without Sight podcast. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my story. I've overcome a, I've overcome a lot of challenges. You and I both have. Yes. So, um, now it's time to share. Now that we've covered our stories, you and I, what are our goals? We just want to inspire other people who have stories of adversity. Basically, stories of challenges, whether good or bad. I mean, they don't have to all be bad, they can be good too. Right. They're just challenging, you know? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. You know, I, I, I forgot to mention, uh, when, I was in, uh, when I was growing up, I was in sixth grade through 12th, and I was in band. And then seventh through 12th grade, I was in both band and choir. And get this, they hired a blind lady to teach me Braille music. Wow. Yeah. And then years later, I met her. I saw her at Chris Cole again. 
And what was she doing at Chris Cole? Just learning some independent skills and stuff. That's great. Yeah, she's really nice. She's a good person. And it's pretty cool. Like, I even came home and told my mom about it. Hey, they hired a blind lady to teach me braille music. And mom was like, oh, yeah? And I, and I was like, yep. Wow. And I was in sixth grade. <laughs> and she even helped me inquire, too, not just band. So... Well, yeah, awesome. Well, thank you for backtracking, sharing about your extracurricular activities and all that. Now, um, I know, uh, like I mentioned with my biological dad, um, you have some similar stories later in life. If you want to share it, you can. Okay. So, basically, my mom and dad divorced in 07 because um, my mom... She struggled with alcohol, alcoholism, and, uh, you know, for a time, we wanted to live with my dad instead of my mom, um, but then years later, a couple of years later, she gave up alcohol completely, and we didn't want to stop being around her. That's we, right. We wanted to keep living, you know. I would always go over there on the weekends. Like, even beyond my teenage years, I would still want to go over there on the weekend. Right. And spend the weekend with her. And sometimes I would spend as much as a week there. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was amazing. Man, if your mom was still here today, I would want her to be on this podcast. Oh, yeah. 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 She was just a, an inspiration. Yeah, she, she was. was. Yeah. Yeah, of course, my mom's an inspiration, too, but... Uh, um, um, so, if you don't have any more to, do you have any more to backtrack on, or should we keep well, going? Um, I wanted to ask you, um, you mentioned to me that when you were around eight, you had epilepsy, is that correct? Yes, oh, thank you. Yes, that's a great story to share on this podcast, yeah. Uh, yes, I did have epilepsy, of course, uh, because of the. I was born premature. One side of my brain was a little larger than the other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, when I was eight years old, I, one, you know, growing up, I would listen to live music, concert CDs, and, of course, because of the clapping, I would get a kick out of that. Um, so I, I've been dying to go to my first concert. So, mm-hmm. you know, at my. Grandmother and everybody set it up. Uh, my first concert they took me to was the band NSYNC. Yeah. Here at the Astrodome. <clears throat> yeah, they took me to NSYNC. And, of course, I was all so excited. My first concert to attend. And when I first got there, because of the, the loud music, the lights, it was just overstimulating my brain. I was just just fidgety and uh, and just overwhelmed. And I would I was chewing on my shirt because of it. But I believe there was a brief uh, intermission. And uh, as of that result I was able to calm down. I was fine and you know I I you know the rest is history. I just enjoyed the night. It was a great night. Enjoyed my first concert. And the next day we were all hanging out at my grandmother's pool. 
and I was just, you know, doing my thing, just uh, swimming the water, and uh, my, uh, um, one of my cousins, Jessica, who you met, of course, I don't remember it, she tried to offer me a lollipop, and I wasn't responding, and she, she thought I was just, you know, being bashful and ignoring her, and a few seconds later, I slid back, I went in the pool, and then she saw that I wasn't moving. Uh, so she immediately jumped in, uh, pulled me out, started screaming, you know, for my mom and everybody, because they were looking at my grandmother's flowers, and they came rushing, and they, they tried to do a CPR, and uh, I believe I bit my mom's finger. I mean, in a sense, that was a huge relief, because she, she thought I stopped breathing, which I was, I was still breathing, they got all the water out of me. And now they called 911 ambulance, and I went to the hospital. And so they did all the tests, and then I saw a neurologist. Um, and they said, due to the overstimulation, that's what caused that seizure. And of course, I have a standard test for EEGs and all that. Mm-hmm. And what do you know, at 12 years of age, I outgrew them. And oh, I've been seizure-free yeah. since. Oh, yeah. Well, um, I live with my sister-in-law, and she has uh, epilepsy as well. Um, but I think it's mainly triggered by stress. Yeah. Uh, I, I absolutely. Stress, anxiety, yeah. bacon, because that's, that was my case. Right. Anytime I'll be anxious, anxious or anything or scared, that triggers it. Now, if, if I had not outgrown my seizures, if I was still having them today, because today's world can be stressful times, you know, all of me, all, I, I will have anxiety. Um, but if I had not outgrown my seizures, yes, I would probably still have them today, but thankfully I don't. Right. Well, there's also seizures that are non-epileptic. Yeah. Uh, some of them are triggered by higher low blood sugar infection. Things of that sort. Yeah. And once they resolve, you don't have them anymore. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. But yeah, that's basically our story. Yeah, I know you, you've had uh, seizures as well, mild ones. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was epilepsy, though. Oh, I see. I think it was just non-epileptic. Oh. I think I might have had just some kind of infection. Because I'm not having them anymore. Like, I'm... I'm not, I'm, I've noticed I'm not really having them anymore. That's good. And so, if you don't have anything else to share, I mean, our goals for the future to monetize this podcast, let's see, in, in 35 minutes, we have Pagapalooza! Oh, I'm so pumped. Oh, We're yeah. going to be the amazing, enthusiastic, energetic Kimberly Crow. Yeah. And, um, and Michelle, Abraham, all of them. We're going to interview podcasters. We do have one interview confirmed with a lady who, uh, who was blind shortly after birth. And mm-hmm. in a nutshell, went from broke to over $1 million and. We may not be rich right now, but I know I tease you. 
We're never gonna make money with our podcast. What do you say? <laughs> oh, I believe we will. It and, just takes time. Yeah. And that's alright. And um we will. We're gonna so and we're gonna change the world and spread a message that you can pursue anything you dream of. That's right. And um Closing, so I guess it's time to go closing remarks. Yeah. So, the question I asked everybody, um, what message, what advice would you give for, for anybody who's struggling right now and is stuck and can't see a way out? Well, I would say perseverance, endurance that you're gonna have failure sometimes as part of success because that's part of it. We aren't perfect um, and that's okay. But you get back up and you keep trying and that's how you succeed. You don't give up. Well said, just me, just remind yourself who you are and that you you put on the show for a reason and just keep going and um, if you're stuck just reach out to others and they may can help you and you can you can definitely achieve your goals that you're meant to achieve that's right that's right and you know let's be light hearted here you and I almost say the same stuff yeah let's display are, are like close buggy relationship we have. Um, you like burritos, right? Oh yeah, I like that. I like pizza. I like sports. And by the way, this is not on Zoom. We are here together in person in my apartment. And Tyler, it's been an honor having you here. Yes, it has. It's been great. Yes, it's been an honor having you here, hanging out with you this week. We've had a great time. We went to White Cane Day. Awesome. It was so much fun. We've also gone to church. We've gone to the mall. Oh, yeah. It was fun. I've, it's been my honor to fix you your meals. Yeah. You love a sriracha sauce. Yes, I do. It's pretty good stuff. Yeah. And, of course, you're here until tomorrow. And Yeah. To not today's a big day, Palapalooza! Yes, indeed. And I will definitely be back to see Sailor again. And I'll go to Longview as well. Yeah. Well, if nothing else, anything else? Uh, no, I think that'll do it. All right, well, hope everybody enjoyed episode eight of Hope Without Sight with... Yours truly, Sailor Cooper. And Tyler Evans. Peace out, everybody, and stay blessed. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Help Without Sight with Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same. And in the meantime, blessings to all.